story is told of a woman on a cruise ship. An announcement came over the loudspeaker that they were going to be experiencing a severe storm. It would be a rough ride for some time. The woman sent a message to the captain and she inquired, if this is such a severe storm, how about let's just drop anchor and ride it out without going through it? You know, pause the trip, hunker down, and assume that the storm will blow over and we'll be safe on the other side. Why should we unnecessarily risk our lives to go through this storm? The captain came back with a response. He replied, Madam, a couple of things. One, I command this boat, and I know what I'm doing. This is not my first storm, nor will it be my last. Also, this boat is designed with storms in mind. It has weathered many storms and will weather many more. The question today is not how severe the storm is, but how capable, how prepared, how much faith we have that we are able to survive it. Besides, after sailing through such a storm, you will have a story to tell. Here's what I suggest to you. The world is full of storms. It's been my observation that in many seasons of your life, you will sometimes be heading into a storm, frightened, uncertain, many questions. Or sometimes you may be in the middle of a storm, struggling just to keep your head above water, near blinded by fear and uncertainty trying your best just to get through it. And sometimes you may be just recovering from a storm, assessing the damage, trying to clear your head and regain your bearings. Storms are everywhere. One is coming, you're in the middle of one, or you're just coming out of one. That's the way of the world. Since storms are so common, it might benefit us to think a little bit about what the Bible teaches us about storms. For better or worse, the scriptures are full of stories about storms, literal storms like floods, natural storms like earthquakes and fire, metaphorical storms like plagues, drought, famines, emotional storms like loss, slavery, exile, death. The Bible is a great reflection of the nature of this world and its stories tell us a lot about storms. Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 14, verses 22 through 33. Listen now that we might hear God's word for us this morning. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and they cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why do you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. This is the word of the Lord. 
Thanks be to God. Let's pause for a minute to get the context of this story this morning that we hear from the Bible. John the Baptist had just been murdered by Herod Antipas, son of Herod the Great. In the Bible, John's execution is the grisly story of the death of a good and godly man at the hands of a weak and shameless leader. Jesus hears about this tragic story. His heart is broken, and he withdraws to grieve in private. But the crowds, who were aware of his wonderful healing and teaching, found him out, and they followed him to where he was in seclusion. Then follows the story of the feeding of the 5,000 in this remote location. No doubt, once again exhausted from dealing with this massive crowd, providing for his people, Jesus again seeks a little quiet, and there begins our story today. Jesus insisting that his disciples go ahead of him back to the lake, he to join them after that, when he had had a time to be by himself for a bit. Let's consider a few lessons about surviving a storm, teachable to us from the story of Jesus walking on the water that we just heard. First, storms are often encountered in obedience to Christ and under God's will. Jesus told them to go on the boat to the lake. In fact, the Greek word is actually not asking them to go, it's compelling them to go. He ordered them to get on the boat and go on the lake. In other scripture, we remember how God directed that people be sent into tough situations. God's Holy Spirit sent Jesus into the wilderness. In the Old Testament, Noah sailed into a flood. God allowed his people to be sent into exile to Babylon. Sometimes when storms hit, we are doing exactly what we know God intends us to do. We complain and we call out to God, why are you sending me this storm? What did I do wrong? Am I being punished? Not all storms are God-directed, but all are allowed. We are allowed, sometimes even compelled to weather a storm. The storm that night on the Sea of Galilee that the disciples endured was created by God for them by divine decree. Next, storms should remind us of God's promises. Storms always come with a guarantee. In no case will the storm cause God to forget or forsake you. You may have a rough ride, but as my grandmother and my mom always told me, this too shall pass. As Jesus sent his disciples homeward on their boat, Jesus planned for them to survive. Nothing will kill us if God has plans to do more with us. We take care, but it's all in God's hands. Another lesson, even when we cannot see God, he can see us. Storms occlude and blur our vision. Gusty winds cloud our hearing. Beating rainfall distracts our senses. But God's eyesight is undimmed. Storms drain our faith, but God remains faithful. Another lesson, Jesus appears at the right time when we are most desperate. Scripture in our story tells us that all this was occurring at the fourth watch between 3 and 6 a.m., the fourth watch, pre-dawn, when we are our most weary, when we are our most desperate. God loves desperate people. They pray hard. They call out fervently. They believe firmly. People often discover in the storm that God is all that they have. And then when the storm is over, they realize that God, God was all they needed. God hides in darkness 
but he's never far away. Our storms might reveal Jesus in disguise. We think that being rescued from the storm is what we need. It's our salvation. That if we just get through this, all will be well. But the point of surviving the storm is not just our physical safety, but the understanding about in whose hands we live, who really directs our lives. The storm that brings waves also brings Jesus. We may not recognize him. We may just see the wind and the waves. Our first reaction may be, I don't deserve this. This is not what I had planned. We are certainly not seeing a blessing in the storm. But in faith, there is peace and comfort. Look for Jesus in the storm. Next, the water that threatens to be over your head is under Jesus' feet. The water that drowns people is water he walks on. The sea is God's sea. The wind is God's wind. The boat is God's boat. We insult God when we look at our problems and we can't see what God is doing. And then we criticize him for not doing anything about it. God is awake. He sees us where we are. Next, our ability to walk depends on the focus of our eyes. The problem is not the wind or the waves, but it's a lack of focus. It's a lack of faith. Every storm induces a lack of faith. Have you noticed that? Our first reaction many times is when we're faced with a storm is we act quick, quickly, forget what we believe. But Peter did get out of the boat. At least he took a risk. Better a wet pe Peter than a dry Thomas. But too often, we are willing to walk in faith just so far until we see the wind. And then we pause, we hesitate. Our faith is strong until it really matters. And then we falter. Remember, in the middle of the storm, we are not clear on how the story ends, but God is. We can hear the terror of the voices of the disciples as they face the storm on the lake. But looking back on it, they and we could see God's hand in the account. The scene of Peter sinking into the water, sputtering, arms flailing, must have brought smiles to everyone's faces as they recounted that story years later. Have you ever noticed in the story of our storms, many times our suffering proceeds from foolish planning or unnecessary risks and behavior that we exhibit that leaves us shameful in retrospect? This is not a bad thing, it's a good thing. It illuminates our frailty and God's power. Today, 20 centuries later, we treasure this story, a story of the boat on the storm, of Peter's adventure, and God's provision for them all. Peter, all the disciples, surely they look back with great fondness of the lessons that they learned that night, what they were taught, mostly because they knew then how it ended. All that God has prepared over the centuries, he had your storms in mind. Someday, when we get to heaven, we're going to discover how little we suffered on earth, how badly we handled our storms, and how faithfully God saw us through it all. Have you experienced storms in your life? By storms, I mean those sometimes unexpected, tumultuous, unnerving, out of the ordinary events. They frighten us. They may cause us to hesitate anxiously, or they may knock you to your knees breathlessly. In your youth, a romantic breakup, failure to get accepted by your favorite college, missing out on exciting times with friends, they seem like 
pretty important storms then. Later, you might have a work move that uproots your family, a financial downturn, infertility, marital discord. These can be rough storms with high winds and large waves. Even later, more storms, sudden loss of a loved one, a scary diagnosis, the crazed evil of a tortured soul killing children in Uvalde. All these things can make you feel like a tornado sweeping you off your feet. So if you're on a cruise ship, you might check the horizon and note the gathering clouds, the lightning, the winds that are coming. Remember about your boat. It has been designed for storms. It's been through them before and it can get through them again. Your boat was designed with storms in mind. Trust your captain. He knows what he's doing. He's seen more storms than you would ever imagine. Take care. Use some good common sense. Don't, 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 do not go dancing near the rail on the ship tonight in the storm. But take comfort. Storms pass. Skies clear. Waves calm down. You will be changed by your storm experience, perhaps deeply and dramatically. But you'll have a story, a story to tell about how God's hand was on it all, even in the middle of the storm. You'll be able to relate how in the middle of it, of it all, you paused and you sensed a peace, knowing that God has been with you through storms before and walked with you in this storm as well. You'll be able to relate how you were desperate and terrorized by the wind and the waves, but that somehow you did weather the storm. Weathering storms gives you courage to face the next storm that comes. Weathering storms is less a one-time act than it is a consistent state of mind. There's a state of mind that we call faith. Faith that reassures us that there is a captain of the ship who has witnessed many, many storms. This captain is prepared, even if we are not. It's a little insulting to the captain if we demand of him how we think our suffering should be handled. To become a person of character, we apply the, the trait of faithfully riding out the storm wherever and however it appears. Let's pray. Father God, we give thanks that you are sovereign over every part of our lives. When we are joyful and we celebrate, you are there. And when we face storms in our lives, you are there. Remind us that although storms surprise and frighten us, they do not surprise or frighten you. Help us to recall that you do not promise an easy journey, but you do promise a safe landing. Teach us to look past waves and wind. Grant us the faith that eluded Peter, that we ourselves might tell stories, stories of storms that we've weathered, new stories of your love for us, shown through Jesus Christ, who died on the cross with our storms in mind. For we ask it in his name. Amen.